Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike, along with Joel. And uh, we, once again, we get together every week like this. Well, most of the time we get together every week. And uh, we took a little <laughs> a little break here not, not too long ago, but I, I think we're back in the saddle again as long as, uh, you know, the government doesn't try to shut down Internet radio or something like that. And then we'll find another way to get the broadcast to you. But, Joel, it's great to be able – you mentioned it uh, at the beginning of the last program, but uh, we've heard from some people over the course of the last year or so that we've been doing the program. And, and uh, even around the world, and, and you know, when I was a young person, I, I always wanted to do radio broadcasting, and you and I were involved in radio broadcasting for many years. Uh, we're not doing that anymore, but here we have the opportunity to do some Internet radio broadcasting, talking about the good news of Jesus Christ and uh, the wonderful grace that we've received through him. I guess when I was a kid, I never dreamed that we would uh, be able to sit here uh, in our uh, the comfort of our own homes, and uh, be able to talk to each other and have others join us and uh, correspond with us from all over the world. Yeah, isn't it amazing, you know, what what, you know, what technology has done? Because you're right, I mean, back in the day, and I, I won't give a date, but I mean, well, I know my uncle, he's a big ham, you know, CB um, operator, and, you know, you got people you know, out there, I'm, I'm sure, uh, that have tried to... Uh, you know, relay the message of the gospel through CBs or shortwave radios or whatever. But here we are, like you say, with modern technology, recording, you know, just what's on our hearts, the message that, that's on our hearts about God's grace. And indeed, with the Internet, man, this is going, you know, all over the world. And, you know, like you say, we've we've heard from some people. I think the message is really touching people's hearts. And it, it touches our hearts, too. You know, Mike... Uh, you and I, when we hear from people, knowing that something that we're saying is, is is resonating with people because there is a hunger in in the church world today. I mean, it's we could call this what we're doing in a sense the gospel to the saved. I've heard uh, somebody else word it that way, in that there's a lot of Christians who have they've come to Christ freely by by the message of you know hey come to Christ by faith uh, through grace, nothing that you can do, but but. We get, as we talked about last week, it's so easy to get trapped and in this mentality that it's up to me now. It's up to me to make this Christian life work. You know, grace didn't end at salvation. It, it, grace didn't end the day when you got saved. Grace, really, that was just the beginning. You know, because we received this life. We received new life, Jesus Christ in us. And grace... The, the grace that we receive, that's something now that we continue on to, to be rooted and built up in, as we talked about from Colossians, uh, Colossians last week, Colossians chapter 2, rooted up, established in the faith, established in grace, getting our roots digging deeper and deeper into this fertile soil of grace. So, Mike, um, what, a, uh, what a time that we've, we've had uh, over the last couple of years recording these programs and, uh, again, loving to hear from people and, and how it's resonating in, in your heart, too. Well, technology is a beautiful thing. Some of it I don't understand, though, Joel. Now, I've got a couple of teenage daughters now. I've got the gray hair to show it, <laughs> um, but I, I still have some. It's gray, and uh, it's getting there. And I don't understand why kids, and you see funny commercials about this now, 
Why can't they just pick up the phone and call somebody? <laughs> Why do they always have to text somebody? You know what I'm saying? They always have to text. They never talk to each other anymore. They're, they're either chatting online, sending emails, or they can't even pick up the phone. They've got a text on their cell phone, you know? <laughs> and I, I wonder sometimes if, if I'm like that with God. And, and texting and, and chatting and all of that can be a great thing, especially when you're long distance. We all know that. But I wonder sometimes uh, if I treat God like he's always long distance and I can just send him a quick little uh, text instead of maybe spending a little bit of time just in relationship with him, uh, trying to immerse myself in dialogue, not just monologue when I pray, but uh, getting to know him more through through my prayer life as, as well as understanding the, the knowledge of, of his grace through his word. Um, but I get a kick out of that sometimes when I... <laughs> I, I always ask the kids, I say, why don't you just call them, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I spent much of my life, uh, following up on what you were just saying, Joel, much of my life was spent, in my, my Christian life, that is, trying to perform at a level, spiritually, that would uh, allow me to gain God's approval. I was out spending most of my, tri- most of my time trying to figure out how I could gain... God's approval. I was seeking it constantly and always feeling somehow, most of the time, like I was probably falling short. There were times I felt confident because I felt like I was really walking the walk and talking the talk. But, you know, things would happen and eventually you'd sort of feel like you still weren't doing enough. And you know what? Technically speaking, I wasn't doing enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't need to, though. Mm -hmm. I was seeking something that had already been taken care of. I already had God's approval. Well, yeah. Well, here's here's something for you. You know, a verse from Acts uh, that I just I just I just love this. You know, Paul was talking, uh, addressing uh, some people in Athens, and. You know, they, you know, there in Athens, they had um, all kinds of gods that they worshipped. They had all kinds of, all kinds of things going on. And, and they, you know, Paul was talking about the Lord of heaven and earth. He doesn't dwell in temples made with hands, and he's not worshipped with, I love this, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. <laughs> you know, as if we think that the stuff that we do, God needs. You know, as, as if we think that, all our efforts to try to please God, all our efforts to try to maintain this Christian life, as if God really needs that. You know, God doesn't need any of this. And, and Paul goes on in Acts 17 to say that, you know, God gives life. He, he gives to all life, breath, and all things. He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us. And this is the line that I love. For in him, in God, we live and move and have our being. God doesn't need us. He doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need us to serve him. In him, we live and move and have our being. It's not like he has his being in us serving him or worshiping him. Not that service is bad. I'm not I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about, you know, God has sufficiency in himself and he created us because he loves us. And as we talked about uh, last time, we fell. You know, man Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and and we went into this life of religion, the tr- the knowledge of good and evil, living our lives based upon the knowledge of good and evil. Jesus redeemed us 
back to having our life in him. We live and move, and we have our being. So that's, that's good news because it's such a struggle, and it's such a hard thing to try week after week, day after day, moment after moment, to try to please this God who is perfect and who is holy. <laughs> but if we can just rest in, in the fact that he doesn't need us, he wants us. He loves us so much. Mm, that's for sure. You know, we picked up in Colossians last time, Joel, chapter 2, uh, verse 8 is kind of where we left off. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, not according to Christ. For in him, uh, we read on here, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form, and you are complete in him. I have that phrase circled in my Bible. And you are, you're not just striving to be, but you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Love that. that. That's a part of your identity. You're complete, not by anything that you've accomplished, but by what Jesus accomplished at the cross through a finished work. You know, what this verse is talking about, this is something that people seem to be striving in order to attain. But really, once we come to Christ by grace, through faith, this is the starting place. In him, in Jesus Christ, the fullness of God uh, dwells in bodily form, and we are complete in him. So when we come to Christ by, by, by grace, through faith, our starting place is being complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. That's where we start, and that's, that is what we live out of. Not, you know, not trying to attain this, but living out of what is already ours. Well, let's pick up in verse 11, Joel. Uh, I'm not sure if you're reading the same version as I am, but I'll let you read through that one. Uh, verse 11, is that what you said? Yeah. I wasn't listening you? to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're, you don't have your Bible open? <laughs> I got my computer Bible open, and so I can't circle things on here. I can't highlight things on here. So it's like every time it's just fresh and new to me every time. Oh, you, you stiff-necked people. What am I to do with you? <laughs> Well, here's another... Oh, oh, go ahead. What now? No, go ahead. Well, here's another in him, uh, starting with Colossians 2, verse 11. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And I love what happens from there, Joel. And and you being dead in your trespasses, you were dead, uh, and the uncircumcision of, of your flesh, he has, not he's going to, but he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. And I know we want to go on from there, Joel, but I, I, I just think it's important to point out that uh, he has forgiven you of all sin, of all trespasses. And I, I believe that the Bible teaches that would have to be sins past, sins present, and future sins as well. Because, Joel, if that isn't true, if Jesus didn't die for your sins, your trespasses, past, present, and future, then Jesus would have to return to the cross over and over again and go back to the same sort of uh, rituals and ceremonies that were performed with animals and, and, and the blood of bulls and goats. Well, yeah, I just I just uh, messed up my computer monitor because I took a highlighter 
And I, I, I highlighted that right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what been, a wise I made guy. alive together with him. I love that because that is indeed a done thing. It's complete. It's, it's already done. He's made us alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. It's, it's a, you know, that's a past tense statement. Having forgiven you, it's it's already done. You are forgiven. You don't need to keep being forgiven over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, as many people try to do. They keep asking God for forgiveness when He's already made us alive together with Him. You see, if if God hadn't forgiven us, we couldn't be alive together with Christ. But now that He has forgiven us all trespasses, like you say, like past, present, and future, He was able to come and live in us. Uh, we died to that old way of trying to, you know, strive to please Him through the flesh, through our, through the good things that we could do by our in and of ourselves with our own efforts. Uh, we died to that, and we became alive together with Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know about you, but that gives me a sigh of relief. <laughs> I just feel it's one of those moments where you just go, "Woof!" <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, as you study this and meditate on it, you begin to realize. Uh, at least a little bit, the depth of how much God really loves you to be able to provide a way out the way that he has through his own son. Mm, and he did it in, 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 in a way that only he could. We, we could have never, ever you know, attained to this. I'm Joel along with Mike. This is Growing in Grace, and we're glad you've uh, been with us. If you want to check out more information, uh, log on to graceroots.org, and uh, we hope to be with you again soon. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.